Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Welcome to episode three of Ready to Mosh. And as always, we're starting with the news. Some sad news to report first of all this week and that is that Trevor Sternat of Black Dahlia Murder has passed away at the age of 41. The band released a statement yesterday as we record which announced the news. No official cause of death has yet been confirmed but they did post the number to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at the end of their social media posts. Probably offers a little bit of insight then to what actually happened. Sounds like it unfortunately. In terms of the band themselves, I'm not a massive fan of them. I'd say they're a band that I've kind of dipped into over the last few years. Yeah, I've not been a huge fan either. I'm not that familiar with everything they've done. I have listened to them probably more this year than I ever have done before because they were on the lineup for Bloodstock. I'd heard a lot of good things about their live performance, so I was actually looking forward to checking them out. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what's going to happen there. I imagine the band are just going to pull out and probably everybody moves up the bill and they bring in maybe some smaller bands to, to kind of take that gap that's going to be there. Quite possibly, yeah. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. But there's been loads of tributes pouring in from many bands across the metal scene. Um, they've obviously had a big influence on a lot of other bands. So, yeah, just some sad news to start with this week. Uh, a couple of things from me. So White Snake have launched their farewell tour with Europe and Foreigner. Started in Dublin, I believe, on the 10th. And that's a is that a UK tour? I believe so. Yes. And I think well, they, UK and Ireland. UK and Ireland. Yeah. So they are playing fairly close to us, but don't think we're going to that one. We've and, considered it. Yeah, we considered it, and it's actually on the twentieth of May in Nottingham, which is the same night as our rescheduled yet again and Shikari gig. Yeah. So even if you wanted to go now, we couldn't. Um, in terms of it being a farewell tour, I think we'll wait and see on that one. Well, I think it's only White Snake that. Are, Calling mm. it the farewell tour. I think that, I mean, they're co headlining with Foreigner. Yeah. And Europe is supporting. Yeah, I just meant in terms of other bands that have done farewell tours previously. Yeah, Aerosmith, uh, Kiss are currently on one. Aussie's many farewell Aussie's, tours. Aussie's 17. <laughs> Aussie's 17 farewell tours, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we have seen them before and it would have been good to see them I, one last time, but. I don't think I've seen White Snake. Did you not see them at Download? Were they the same night as Def Leppard? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, I've seen them a couple of times. I saw them on their last arena tour as well, supporting Def Leppard. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't have been at that. No. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I didn't see them. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I've actually seen any of those bands. No, I haven't seen Foreigner or Europe. I think were Europe at Download 2012? And in the back of my mind, I feel like they were supposed to be there then, you know, because it got delayed opening because of all the rain. Yeah. And they never made it or something. Okay, we'll have to look at that. have to look at that one. You know when something just springs back in your brain. There's also an announcement due on Tuesday from Bloodstock about the Hatebreed replacement. So I've no idea who that's going to be. No, I I, really don't know who it could be. I couldn't hazard a guess. I'm going to assume a British band, just given... The logistics. Logistics circumstances. Yeah, logistics would make sense it's British, because it's still... What's the difference between that download? Two months? Yeah, thereabouts. Unless there's... A US band that's maybe a download and touring after download? Possibly. 
And one final piece of news this week, it's not music news as such, but it has made a lot of headlines, and that is that a woman gave birth at a Metallica concert in Brazil last week, apparently. She was 39 weeks pregnant and gave birth to a little boy who actually turned up during Enter Sandman as they were just closing the set off. Uh, did you see that Laws had actually, uh, sorry, not Laws, James had phoned the parents? I did see that, yeah. I was just going to add that on that he'd given them a call to congratulate them as well. So for anyone who thinks they've got some cool first gig stories, yeah, that's, that's going to take some beating, isn't it? Yeah, that's one hell of a... Actually born into a gig, so... Yeah. Okay, we've got reviews next. So I've started with listening to the new Three Days Grace album. It's a 50-50 kind of thing. It's a bit of a strange album. It, it starts quite old school with So-Called Life, and I really like that track. But then it, it kind of goes a little strange after that. The next couple of tracks are a little bit weird. Track three, for instance, has got Lucas Rossi on it, who actually entered or featured on uh, a reality show called Rockstar. Okay. Yeah, and it's... I, I just, the second and third tracks, I really don't... Well, the third track especially, I really don't like, which features mm. him. And then I'm the Weapon is okay. Lifetime is an interesting switch. That reminds me of Bad Flower, so I think you'll really like that one. Okay. Uh, there's a few tracks on there that do sound quite like Bad Flower. That's interesting. There's a great track after that called A Scar Is Born. Uh, really catchy, follows on nicely. A couple of tracks down, you've got No Tomorrow. That kind of falls back to sort of classic Three Days Grace. Mm. So it's it's an interesting album. I don't know. I've not listened to Three Days Grace for quite some time. I don't know if it's the way that Three Days Grace have kind of currently moved forward and what they're doing now, or if it's a new switch for them. Yeah, I'm not overly familiar with a lot of their previous stuff, to be honest. So might give it a listen. Some of this is very, very different to what I remember. Yeah, it's it's not my favourite album that I've listened to so far this year. It's it's an okay kind of offering, but mm. not. It's, I wouldn't say it's mind-blowingly outstanding at all. Okay, marks out of ten? Five, six. Okay, it's average then, Average, definitely. yeah, definitely. There's a lot of it's very middle of the road, so I think it kind mm. of like reflects that. Yeah. I've actually listened to three new singles this week rather than an album. I wanted a bit of variety. So the first one is Creator, Midnight Sun. This is the third single from their upcoming 15th album. 15? 15th. Yeah, they've been around 37 years. God. I I didn't realise they were that old. I knew they were kind of old school, but I didn't realise that that old old school. school. Yeah, they are a band that I'm not wouldn't say I'm a massive fan on, but I do dip into them now and again when I want to listen to a bit of German thrash, as you do. This one it starts out with your usual kind of thrashy guitars, but it's actually featuring Sophia Portonet, and it's the first time they've collaborated with a female vocalist. Sophia is actually an upcoming German singer. I think she's more of a pop singer than kind of a rock or metal singer, but it it does work. Okay. So you kind of have your thrashy guitars and then it goes into quite a melodic kind of ethereal chorus with her vocals coming in. It's quite catchy. What's it kind of similar to, do you think? I would say with the female vocalist on it, probably something like Lacuna Coil. Okay, could be interesting. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. So yeah, that was... A good one. I'm looking forward to the album. I think that's coming out in June. Okay, just in time for festival season then. Of course. The next single I listened to was Ailstorm's latest, P-A-R-T-Y. And does it make you want to? It does. What else would Ailstorm do? So this is their second single from their upcoming seventh album, Seventh Rum of a Seventh Rum. Oh, what a fantastic... 
I oh, love that title. That is amazing. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's typical Ailstorm sing-along pirate metal. Catchy chorus that gets stuck in your head. They're singing about drinking, having a good old pirate party time. So I'm going to have to give that a listen. My favourite yeah. line from it is, over there is Captain Yarface drinking from a shoe. That okay. stood out. What else can you say about Ailstorm? They're like the Venga boys of the metal world. Catchy little ditties. Yeah. They're on the seventh album coming up. They all sound very similar, but you, you just love them, don't you? It's a drinking in the sun kind of band, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I'm kind of annoyed that they're on the Sunday at download because I don't usually drink quite so much on the Sunday with having to drive home the next morning. That's OK. I'll, I'll take care of that for you. I'll, um, <laughs> they I'll are do plenty on, of drinking. Um, they're on early afternoon, though, so I'm sure I can manage a couple of rums or so while they're on. Which stage are they? Main stage, I think. Yeah, main stage. Okay. Could be good, sat on the hill if it's nice and dry. Yeah, or down the front doing a pirate dance, maybe. What does a pirate dance consist of? Well, you have to wait and see. Last one I listened to, I've only listened to this a couple of times, but I just came across it while I was out on a walk earlier, actually, and that is the latest Soulfly single, Superstition. It's the lead single from their their 12th album. How have I missed so many albums? Yeah, I was thinking that. I bought their first two on actual CD, and they just seem to have fell off my radar. Yeah. And now they're on their 12th studio album, and the first one since 2018, so they've been pretty consistent releasing them, but... It's a good song. It's general standard Soulfly, really. Chuggy guitars, tribal drums, Max shouting away in the background. Um, but yeah, looking forward. I might check out their new album when it comes out and maybe have a look at some of the back catalogue that has completely passed me by. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep an eye out. Really like Soulfly back mm. in the day. So it'd be good to give that a listen. Right, so it's time for Rock the Week, where we look back on this week in rock and metal history. So starting with, on the 16th of May 2010, is the day that Ronnie James Dio passed away at the age of 68 from stomach cancer. That's 12 years ago. It it doesn't seem 12 years. It doesn't, does it? No. Ronnie, as we know, is a legend in the metal world, obviously starting out in Rainbow, dipping into Sabbath, doing his solo stuff 30-odd years, I think, Dio were around, then dipped back into Sabbath in the 90s as well. And I do have a random fact about Ronnie, which some people may know, you may even know, because you know all the random facts. (laughs) I wouldn't say I know them all. But um, apparently he severed his thumb in a garden accident in September 2003, and he did this because a very heavy garden gnome fell on it. Okay. Apparently he said his his first concern was that he wouldn't be able to do his horns anymore. Okay, Uh, but not his his, um, guitar playing? No, his first concern was for his horn hands, as it were. But luckily a doctor managed to reattach it anyway, so all ended well on that one. That is very similar to Tony Iommi, mm. who severed the tips of his fingers yeah. when he was about 17 in a work accident, mm. and he had to learn yeah. how to play guitar again. And it's weird that they both played in Sabbath. I was going to say, <laughs> some kind of connection yeah. there. If you're ever asked to, so there's a top tip, if you're ever asked to tour with Sabbath, stay away from sharp implements because you will yeah. lose the tips of your fingers. Or wear some very thick <laughs> Or protective gloves. gloves yeah. yeah, some chain mail. That's the word I was looking for, J-mail gloves. And on the 17th of May 2017, Linkin Park released their seventh studio album, One More Light, which was their last album. A lot of the information about it says it was their last one with Chester, but they haven't released one without Chester. Yeah. So it was their last album as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's going to be the last studio (laughs) one, isn't it? Yeah wasn't my favourite Linkin Park album. It was the one where they took a turn towards a more pop direction. Yeah, I I gave this a a wide berth. It wasn't really my thing. No, and a lot of fans thought the same. I don't mind a band changing their direction, but I really wasn't 
into this. I remember hearing the single on my way to work one day and I was just like, what is this? This isn't Linkin Park. But it was, obviously. Having said that, the single One More Light is one of my favourite songs, although I do find it very hard to listen to and watch the video just. In year 2000, in the UK rock and metal album charts, Enema of the State was at number one. It was the first album with Travis Barker, who replaced Scott Rayner on drums. Okay. It had Janine Lindemulder, who was an adult actress. She was on the front cover of the album, and she was also in the video for What's My Age Again? Yeah. Uh, when they're running down the street. My Age Again was a huge single off that, along with all the small things. All the classics. Yeah, all the classics. Maybe that's what they should have called it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it actually reached number two in the UK singles chart, so that was a massive, mm. massive song there. Yeah, I remember it being big. Yeah, the well, the video parodied NSYNC, Backstreet Boys and Britney. Yeah, I actually had a chance to see Blink on the Anima of the State tour in probably about 2000 or 2001 and I didn't go. That's a big mistake. Well, I just wasn't really into pop punk at the time. It just really didn't do it for me. I think they must have been playing Cardiff Arena and I knew a few people who were going and they said, oh, do you want to come? I was like, nah, you're right. <laughs> oh. So that's a musical regret. Yep. Future episode, perhaps, on those, but... Yeah, that'll be a good one. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, in 1997, so many years ago, Monkey Wrench was at number one in the UK rock and metal singles chart. 25 years ago, is that now a classic? That will be a classic now, yeah. Gosh. Absolutely love this song. It's one of my mm. favourite Foo Fighters songs. Same. And it's from The Colour and the Shape, which is my favourite Foo Fighters album. Yeah. I don't think they've done one better than that. No, I agree with that as well. Here's a question for you. Do you remember the video for it? Not off the top of my head. It starts with Dave Grohl getting into a lift? Yes. Yeah? Can you remember what's playing in the lift? Oh, I can't now. I can see it. And I know there's some music, but I can't remember. It's a Muzak version of Big Me. That's it, yeah. Which turned up later in... Was it the next album that turned up on? I thought it was on the first album. Was it on the first album? I think so, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's also, interestingly, the first video that Taylor Hawkins was in. Yes, would have been. But the drums on the track were played by Dave Grohl. Mm, Yeah. So Taylor didn't play the drums on the track, but played the drums Mm. in the video. It had, of course, legendary Pat Smear on it, Mm -hmm. who's just an incredible guitarist. Uh, I think it was in The Germs, as well as a few other bands. But yeah, really love this song. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, like you said, it's a classic now. Mm-hmm. In, in every sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> As we're now approaching festival season, we thought we'd do our first festival-related feature this week, and it's a festival flashbacks. So we've got six categories of different incidents, occasions... Highlights? Highlights, lowlights. We're just going to take it in turns to go through each category. And um, yeah, starting off with the worst thing that you've ever seen at a festival. Okay, I've got a couple of contenders for this. Okay. And they are absolutely revolting. Brace yourselves, people. (laughs) The first one I'm going to put forward was, I can't remember if it was download 17 or 18, and I saw a very unique way of somebody getting a full bottle of wine oh. into a festival. <laughs> yes. And when I say a full bottle of wine, I mean a, an actual wine bottle. Inserted about her person, I think is the um, politest way to describe it. I would agree with that, yes. 
I mean, God knows what damage she's done to her body over the years, but to, to insert a full wine bottle is one hell of an effort. I think this was 2017, because it was the year when security was really high after the Manchester Arena bombing. And because I'd got a bag, it took me a lot longer to get in. It did take, yes. And it was while yeah. I was waiting for you to, mm. to get through security. That you witnessed that this. I, that I saw this. Um, I'd been in a while and I think I just, I think I was messaging you at the time and I just looked up from my phone and then saw this happen and went, oh my God. Yeah, that's definitely a contender. Um, I don't know if it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Mm. There's worse than that. There's worse than that. So mm. <laughs> I think something that possibly beats this is from Leeds Festival, which I think was 2014. And it was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. I think we were both going to the toilets in the main big kind of block of toilets. Yeah. And the men's toilets were to the right. And the queues were absolutely ridiculous. And then I saw a guy basically come flying out of the disabled toilets. And somebody was able-bodied, but he'd come running out of the disabled toilets. And I looked around. It wasn't being used. There was nobody needing it. So I just kind of thought, I'm going to be 30 seconds. I'm just going to quickly nip in. So I nipped in and was hit with the worst smell I've ever smelled at a festival to start with. And that was kind of like, that was about as good as it got. So we've been doing festivals for a number of years now. I'm used to... Various layers of shit everywhere in a toilet, all all backed up. It, you expect it; it's a festival. What I didn't expect was to see. Bear in mind, this is a disabled toilet, so people are going to have to wheel through this. There was three different piles of shit in the toilet. When I say different piles of shit, they were from three different people. Are you and sure they were? I'm po- well. The reason I'm positive um, that they were from different people because they were three very different textures. <laughs> So it wasn't one person doing it three times in three spots. It was three different attempts. And I only noticed because I kind of looked up, the smell was so bad, and I looked around and realised I was kind of two inches away from where somebody had decided to empty the bowels all over the floor. It was, now I kind of know why this guy came flying out so quickly, looking like he was going to be sick. And I actually remember seeing him fly out, looking like he was going to be sick and thinking, it can't be that bad. It really can't be that bad. But yeah, that is definitely the worst thing I think I've seen. So did you actually walk in, notice what was in there and still use the facility yourself? No, so I was halfway through having a piss and I looked around and then saw it everywhere. Oh, okay, so you still actually, used, I didn't know if you'd seen it and then walked out No. and found an alternative. No, no, I was I was mid-flow. Okay. <laughs> It was a bit flow, shall we say. Uh, and then I, I spotted it all and, yeah, and I was almost sick. Yeah, it was quite revolting. <laughs> How about you? Mine aren't quite so extreme. I have got a couple myself. The first one is from Ready to Rock Camping at Download, which I think this one was a 2017 one. And Ready to Rock is, it's quite a neat little campsite because it's the one where they've got the pre-pitched tents. Yeah. So it's all in nice, neat rows, ready pitched up for you. So when you walk through the campsite, it's all a nice, there's kind of a walkway. It's a nice little line that you walk down. And I remember one morning walking down the line of tents towards the toilets and there was a boy in the porch of his tent. Bearing in mind, the two-man tents are literally very yeah, small two-man tents. Yeah, they are very, tents, very small two-man tents. With a very tiny porch area. And there was a boy very clearly cleaning up vomit from the porch <laughs> of his tent. 
I just thought, oh, that must be the worst thing to be sick in your own tent. Oh, God. Especially the, a small the tent. The smell, and the heat. Yeah, that's not going to be pleasant. Yeah, that's what I thought. And no amount of cleaning is ever... That smell's always just going to burn in the back it's of your mind. It's always going to be there, especially if it's warm, because I think it was... <laughs> it was warm. It was a warm and wet year, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. 2017. So, yeah, that was quite unpleasant to witness. Obviously, it would have been worse for him having to live in the tent with the smell, but still, I just thought oh, that is a bad thing to experience. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that. Not in the slightest. My second one, a slightly different worst experience, is going back to Leeds Festival in 2016. Okay. And this was the sight of you nearly dying, choking <laughs> <laughs> on a steak. Yeah. Was a steak sandwich? It was a steak sandwich. Yes. Yeah. Not my finest moment, if I'm honest. No, I hadn't realised what was happening. We'd both gone to different food vendors at that point of the afternoon. We'd, it was a Sunday, we'd had quite a lot to drink. And it was one of those days where we got accidentally drunker than planned, quicker than planned, I think we can say. Mm, oh, yeah. And it was mid-afternoon and we both realised we really needed some food. And I can't remember what I had, but you went off and got yourself a steak sandwich. We were stood together eating it. And the next thing I realised was that you were literally choking on said steak. Yeah, not my uh, not my finest moment. I, I actually had to pull the steak out of my throat. Yes, I, re- <laughs> I remember it landing in the mud. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, well, it was um, <laughs> a regurgitated steak, yeah. Definitely up there with a worst experience as well. And probably one of your worst experiences, really, it, wasn't it, it was, actually? yeah. Um, you didn't have to see it, but you actually experienced it. Yeah. I think if I'd not got it out when I did, it could have been a lot worse yes. than just some steak stuck in my throat. But fortunately, we can look back on it with humour. We can now. <laughs> okay, what's the next? Next one is the funniest thing you've seen at a festival. I was trying to think of something that really kind of stands out for me there was actually one thing i remember at 2019 at download in the courtyard oh you you know what i'm, what I'm gonna I think say now i don't might you? know now yeah so we were at the front watching those damn crows and wolf jaw jaw yeah and there was a guy who was i think it was the same guy that was shaking the rails wasn't it it was the same it, one. Well, it was the same guy yeah we were all stood on the at the railings and some people were kind of leaning on it, but this one guy was just kind of a bit crazy, just shaking the railings. He was, but he looked like he'd been drinking a long time, because this was the evening, wasn't it? So I think he'd probably yeah, been it was, on it a good 12 hours. This would have been around 8-ish, somewhere around there, 7, 8 o'clock? Yeah, possibly around Poss- then, possibly yeah. a bit later. But this guy was absolutely steaming. At first, a couple of people thought I was shaking the rails mm. and I kind of moved my hand off the rails and went, it's not me. Mm. You can clearly see it's not me. And I remember him... I think he kind of, he got ushered away. I think so. Security kept I think it was secu- either security then, eyeing him up, but I think his friends kind of ushered him away. Yeah, I think they did in the end because it was getting to the point where it looked, although it wasn't kind of a, a crushing crowd leaning on the barrier, yeah. it looked like the barrier was going to tip over. Yeah, it, it, something could have happened. Yeah, so he kind of got ushered away. Everything went back to normal. And I think the set just finished. I can't remember. I, I've got a feeling, I think the set had just finished. Mm. I think it, was, it might have been Wolfjaw. Yeah. Their set had just finished, and I remember turning round, talking to you, and we both saw this guy stumbling towards quite a, I don't know, mid-range height wall, sort of three, four it feet. A, well, it's a flower bed, wasn't it? It's a raised well, flower it, it, bed, I think. Was it a, I thought there was a wall, and then 
well, it was a wall mm. and a flower bed, yeah. if, you, if you kind of get what I mean. It was kind of the centrepiece around the courtyard. And this guy just absolutely face-planted straight through them, just wiped everything out in his path. Yeah, it literally face-plant <laughs> flat to the floor. Blasting. It was absolutely hilarious. He, he got up eventually and he was okay, just covered in flowers and mud. A bit dazed. A bit dazed, yeah, but, yeah, but okay. Yeah, so I think that was... I think that's one of the funniest things I've seen. Yeah, I've forgotten about that, actually. And how about you? The funniest thing I have seen <laughs> was at Download 2018, and it was on the Thursday night. We were staying in the Ready to Rock camping, and we'd... I think we got there, was it afternoon time that year? Yeah, it was afternoon. It was absolutely boiling. It was, well. yeah. It was a lovely... Sunny afternoon, we got the tent ready pitched up for us, so we just got the stuff in, a couple of trips from the car park, sat down, drinking away, got chatting to our tent neighbours a bit yep. later on, and then we went for some food, and then we decided to go to the dog house in yep. the village with our tent neighbours. We went there probably a couple of hours or so, having a drink, having a dance. Yeah, it was a good laugh. So, yeah, everything, went, um, everything going well. And then we went back to our tent. I've no idea what time it was midnight possibly oh, it was later after, it was well after. i can't actually remember quite how this happened but i think we decided that we wanted a pot noodle so no, or no, we were just going to sit outside and have another drink i can't quite remember i, I could tell you exactly what happened mm. we'd come back i was gonna have a cigarette and you were gonna go inside and get changed that was it i knew there was a reason that we got the camping chair or camping chairs out at that point well, so, I think we I think we'd left them out. Had we? Yeah, because we knew about one of the camping chairs. That was it. Basically, to fill in that little gap, we had one good camping chair and one camping chair that was a bit dodgy. And I was using the dodgy one, and you were using the one when you was all right. Yeah. However, on this instance, when we got back to the tent, you sat on the dodgy camping chair. I did. I was in the tent and just heard various profanities and shouting. Came out and. Um, <laughs> Come on, and- you can get through this. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I'm going to have to Spit edit some of this laughing. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you want me to say what happened? Are you going to get through this? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the words. <laughs> do you want me to do this bit? Yeah, I found you stuck in the camping chair with it wrapped around you like a clam. A crab. A crab. A clam you were just a crab. <laughs> some kind of crustacean. <laughs> you were just stuck in the camping chair. It was I don't even know how a camping chair can wrap around you like a crab, but it did. <laughs> and you couldn't get out. And I don't know how I didn't take a photo. I think because you were actually getting quite angry at this point with being stuck in the chair that I just thought, no, it's going to make him worse. Yeah, I, I literally couldn't move. Somehow, both of the arms had kind of wrapped around my midriff and sort of stuck my arms in as well <laughs> and kind of pinned me to the inside of the chair. And I couldn't stand up, couldn't move to the side and had to pretty much kind of force my way out of the chair. I was going to say, I can't actually remember how you actually got out I of the had chair. To for- I had to force it open with my arms, yeah. It, and it took some effort. It was, it was so, so tight around me. That is definitely the funniest thing possibly I've seen ever, not just at a festival. <laughs> I just remember coming out the tent the next morning and seeing the broken camping chair there, and I thought I took a photo of it, but I can't find it, I don't think. I'll have another look, mm. but I think it might be on an old phone. And yeah, that resulted in a trip to good old Fat Frank's camping store the next morning to get as a replacement camping chair. It certainly did. 
Right, the next one is the worst food that you've had at a festival. Worst food, by a mile, I've had at a festival, is a bacon sandwich at Leeds in 2014. I forgot about that. I've got a list of things and that is not included. And How could I forget that was? That was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that could have turned me back vegetarian, I think. Yeah, it was, oh God, it was barely cooked. It was dry. It was... Everything about it was everything that's wrong with a bacon sandwich. Mm. It, for me, it was definitely the flobbliness of the bacon fat. Because I, when I ate bacon, I definitely loved crispy bacon fat. Yeah, and it, there was none of that going on. It was so hastily kind of put together and just, oh, God. Not what you need at that time in the morning when you've um, done some serious drinking the day before. I think that was our first... It was our first camping at Our least. First, first morning after camping and yeah we were quite um what's the word inexperienced campers we'd taken some cooking equipment with us yeah. but we just thought now we'll go and get a bacon sandwich served us right really it did it, it actually put us in good stead for future festivals because since then we're we cook all the time we're more prepared we take a lot of different things definitely and more self-sufficient now yeah that bacon oh that bacon sandwich absolutely revolting mm Oh, still have nightmares about it. Have you got any others? No, I think that was the one that just stood out by far. Okay, I've got a couple. The first one is some nachos that I had at Download in 2019. In 2018, I had probably some of the best nachos I've ever had, and it's those where you get an actual edible nacho bowl, Mm. and then they fill it with new nachos and your cheese and your guacamole and... The ones I had in 2018 were amazing. So 2019, I was really looking forward to getting the same ones again. Was it a different vendor? It was in the same place. It could have been a different vendor. (laughs) Yeah, just because it's in the same place doesn't mean it's going to be the same one. But yeah, they just were not half as good. I don't even know why, but I remember I'd gone off to get them on my own. You'd gone somewhere else. The cheese sauce was really bad from what I remember as well. I don't remember them having cheese sauce. Yeah, it had a cheese sauce. Yeah. I know in 2018 I did get extra guacamole because I didn't want jalapenos. So the man who served me put loads of guacamole on, which probably helped, but they were just not as nice. So that was probably disappointing. Maybe they weren't that bad, but I just got the memory of the ones the year before. Being really good. Yeah, so I think it was definitely disappointing. Mm. And then my other worst food, which I've had twice now, is Easy Cheesy. They're there every festival, every year. And I remember having them in, I don't know, 2017 or 18 at Download. Seeing all the stores and thinking, oh, I love Cheesy Chips, got to try that. And I thought, ugh, these are vile. And then we had them at Download Pilot last year, didn't we? It was... I can't remember eating them at the Pilot. Saturday afternoon. I think it was a point where we just really, really needed some food and that was the closest stall, so we just went. (laughs) That shows you how lazy we can get. It's the closest stall. It was at that point. I just thought... I think it might have been... There was no queue as well. And there was well, there's a reason. Then there's, yeah, there is a reason yeah. there's no queue. Yeah. Festival tip: don't go to food vendors that don't have a queue. There's a reason they don't have a queue. Um, but yeah, it's just the liquid cheese. It's just wrong mm. on every level, really. As a person who loves cheese, who loves chips, who loves cheesy chips, no. So they're my two worst ones. All right, fair enough. What's the next category? It is the best foods. Well, I know what's top of my list for this. I think this might be the same. I'll be surprised if it is. Okay. In fact, I know it won't be the same because you didn't have it. I'm surprised. I mean, I've got a few for mine anyway, but if you want to share yours. Yeah, yeah. okay. So my favourite food experience was the duck wraps that I had when Black Sabbath were playing. 
I remember those. Yeah, you yeah. were very pleased with those, weren't you? Oh, yeah. I was really pleased with those. They were absolutely amazing. I think it was Sunday night. And, yeah, it, it finished off a, a good uh, weekend for me, that. it was. The, they were absolutely incredible. Really, loads of duck. Re- cooked really well. Really nice. All put together well. It was, yeah, I enjoyed that. Have you got any others? Well, I do remember the Sunday dinner being good. That was the pilot festival. I thought that was going to be on your list because that's on my list. And I do remember getting quite a bit of crackling, and I love crackling. But yeah, I, I think that's that's up there. But the the duck is mm. the duck that I had was my favourite, but a long way. Well, my top one is the Yorkshire pudding. We're calling it the Sunday dinner because we always have one on a Sunday. We had one, was it 2019, I think, as well? Which I don't remember being but that good in 2019. It wasn't. I think it's a different seller that was at the pilot last year. There was a massive queue for them all weekend, really, wasn't there? Yeah. And the def- I mean, festival food's are expensive, but that was definitely at the top end. I think it was about £12 something. Oof. But you get so much and it's all edible. And to be honest, you don't need to eat a lot else if you're having one of those. So it's a giant Yorkshire pudding. You get either, is it mash or chips? Yeah. And it's proper mash, not smash. Yeah, which which helps. Your meat of choice. Gravy. Gravy. Stuffing. stuffing. Mushy peas, I believe. I was a bit disappointed at the pilot festival because they had run out of the vegetarian sausages, but I got extra stuffing instead. So you was almost have like a nut roast. Almost, yeah. Definitely the best thing I ate all weekend at the Pilot Fest. Yeah, it, it was a it was a good food, that. The other couple of things that stand out to me are, I can't remember what year this was, but we had some cheesy chips, but they were rosemary chips. Oh, I'd remember forgotten those? about those, yeah. And they they were, off, were really good. It was a really tiny stall, and I think all they sold were pretty much these rosemary chips or another maybe just salted chips. Yeah. With or without Weren't cheese. They in a cone? In a cone, yeah. I think I have got a picture of those somewhere, obviously. But I just remember those being some of the best cheesy chips ever. Yeah, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about those. They were they were good chips. Mm. And then the other thing that stood out to me when I was thinking was the breakfast cob, or bread roll if you're not from round here, that we had in Sleepy Hollow in 2019, the little van that we got there. Yes. That was really good. I had that an egg good. and hash brown one and that was just perfect. Yeah, I think I'd bake an egg hash brown. Mm. That was a good breakfast mm. cob. Because you don't often see hash browns on a no, vendor stall. I've not, well, I've not noticed many. So that definitely made it. I think it was on the either Thursday or the Friday and it was raining, so we couldn't set up the barbecue and do our own. I think that was Thursday morning. We went up to the top of the hill and, yeah. and got that. I think it stopped raining for long enough to go and get that and then get back to the tent. Yeah, it was a bit of a washout to start with that, yeah. wasn't it? But yeah, that, that, was, a good, that was a good breakfast. Oh, mm. got me thinking me about hungry. food now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making me think about food now. <laughs> What's the next category? Right, the final category we've got then is just general best experience at a festival. Okay, I've got a few contenders for this. Okay, go on. Uh, as, I, as I've been thinking about it. So there's watching Avenged Sevenfold with you on a Ferris wheel, a download. That was pretty cool. That's the first time I've actually been on the big wheel. Yeah, it was really cool. There were... Amazing views of the whole of download. The journey up there is not quite as pleasant as it looks. It was quite windy. Yeah, and it took it just took a bit of getting used to, I think, as well. Yeah, and I think, but I think once you've got used to it, you could mm. um, you you were okay, especially when we realised you could actually turn the yeah. <laughs> turn the uh, carriage that you sat in. Yeah, with the around, kind of wheel with thing, the wheel you could actually the move yourself around and get a different yeah, view so, without so having a, to stand up. Yeah, so there's a top tip. You don't have to. Uh, sit on one particular side you can actually move it around yeah so that, that was absolutely amazing the views were incredible Avenged Sevenfold I'm not a huge Avenged Sevenfold fan but they put on a great show 
deserve to be headliners and were just, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know why we've not been on the Ferris wheel since, have we? I think... No, because 2018 Guns N' Roses were headliners, so we wanted to be around. Yeah, and then the other nights, because I think it's a nighttime thing, kind it of is, when yeah. the sun's going down, you get your best views, don't you? I think we just either didn't get chance or there was a big queue. And I think 2019, it was just too wet and windy. I don't it was, actually yeah. think it was... It, they didn't run it for a long it? time. Yeah. yeah, Weather was too bad and I think they stopped. They yeah. stopped doing it, so we kind of got the last really good one. Yeah, I think it might have been going around a bit on the Sunday, maybe, but we didn't fancy going on it anyway, did we? So hopefully, might get up there again this year. Yeah, with a bit of luck. Yeah, so that's one of them. There's also another two or three. One is the whole festival of the pilot experience, because we were two of the lucky 10,000 people that got tickets, and it was put together at such short notice, and it worked. Yeah, there there were some things that weren't great, um, but... Just the fact that we got to do it, it was just incredible. The other two I'll quickly kind of go over was Guns N' Roses headlining. Guns N' Roses is the band that kind of started my love of music, and so it was great to finally see them live. They put on a fantastic show. Axel managed it all the way through, which makes a change. It looked very hard breath for a lot of the set, but they were really good. And the last one is Metallica in 2004, when they had multiple drummers to fill in for Lars Ulrich. And it's one of those moments that it doesn't happen. It's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing that will happen. Um, again, just really lucky to be there for it. How about you? Mine are pretty similar stroke same to all of yours, to be honest. Okay. So my first one was the pilot festival last year. Just the whole experience of that, just being there and just download on a small scale. Like yeah. you said, being one of the, the few people lucky enough to get the ticket. And I think within that highlights the people we managed to meet in the guest area, particularly Raul Reynolds from Enshikari. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite a moment, wasn't it? It certainly was for you, <laughs> definitely. Yes, yeah, so I was brave enough to go up and say hi and give him a hug. So that was, and he was lovely. So that was definitely a moment. I think also a random one that I thought of on the back of that was actually meeting Benji from Skindred while we were watching Slipknot because that yeah. was just so unexpected. <laughs> it was, so unexpected, it was yeah. like, it's Benji. We just kind of, you just grabbed him and shook his hand and I was just like, hi. And off he yeah. ran to wherever he was going with his missus following him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Benji yeah. was really cool. It was just kind of weird to see him pretty much walking unnoticed through yeah. through a crowd while Slipknot are playing. Yeah, I think obviously most people were watching Slipknot, so weren't looking around for anyone, <laughs> but he just happened to walk straight in front of us. Yeah. And we happened to just clock him at that moment. And we so. yeah, spotted him and spoke to him. And he, yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, I think actually relating to that, another best experience is always a Newport helicopter. I've done a couple yeah. of festivals now at least, so that's always a good one. And same as you, just Guns and Roses, just for actually getting to see them live. Finally ticked off yeah. the list. I think actually related to that, just going back to 2012 when we saw Slash, I remember yeah. we were both like, it's an actual Slash, it, it's didn't actual we? actual Slash. And we probably thought at that point that was the nearest we were ever going to get to seeing Guns part, Roses, of, well, yeah. part of Guns and Roses as well, I remember, yeah. All weekend it was like, oh, it's an actual Slash. Did Matt Sorum drum for Slash and Miles? I think he did actually, so we kind of saw I two, think, didn't yeah, we? So we kind, of, we kind of saw, what, 40% of Guns and Roses? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten about the uh, slashing miles at 2012. Yeah, it's funny how we've been talking about it and other ones have sprung to mind, so there may be a part two of this to follow. <laughs> yeah, there could well be. There's, but it, it shows you that there's been so many great experiences that we've had at mm. festivals and why we love going. Um, yeah. 
we've got what four this month. This month. Oh, sorry, this month. This year. That's good going. This year. Yeah. Yeah, so we have got four, four this four year, which is, year. I think, the most we've done in a year before is two, isn't it? Yeah. So yes, there'll definitely be a roundup of those experiences later in the year. Absolutely. Right, our recommendation of the week, and this week it's Dead Label. So it's a band I've really been getting into lately. I'm absolutely loving them, can't wait to see them play live. Yeah, I've been listening to them quite a bit this week as well. Um, Also looking forward to seeing them, they're at download this year, I think on the Dogtooth stage on Saturday. Yep, sounds right. And yeah, I really like these. There's some great stuff out there to listen to, so there's things like Flux, uh, which has got a the video, um, the whole vibe of the song, it really reminds me of Before I Forget by Slipknot. So it's mm. worth checking that out and kind of drawing your own comparisons to that, I suppose. Great tracks as well. Pure Chaos, Throne of Bones. Interestingly, kind of like one of the, I suppose one of the backhanded things that gets banded about with these is that they've got a female drummer. So there's a lot of people who've said, wow, you've got a female drummer. It's, well, the gender's irrelevant. She's just a great drummer. Yeah, they're not the only band to do that either, are they? No, really? they're not. But I, I mean, she, she's really good. Yeah. Um, it's it's good to see a new drummer like with so much energy and really hammering hammering that drum kit. I'd also say they've quite a angry sort of sound, some big fat riffs on there. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. I, yeah, a big fat sound is probably how I describe yeah. it. Actually, with there's some new metal vibes in there and some metalcore vibes. Yeah, um, I've also checked some of their merch out, and their merch is really, really cool. Okay, that's interesting, because I do love the cover of Throne of Bones, the album. I think that's on there. Is that on there? Yeah, yeah, I imagine from looking at that, they've probably got some cool merch with schools on and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. you're not far away. They've got some really good merch, so I'm probably going to have to get some of that. And I'd say if you're a fan of I don't know, bands like Machine Head, Fear Factory, you're not going to go far wrong with these guys. Yeah, I'd say that's a good shout. So, yeah, that's a recommendation for this week, Dead Label. So check those guys out. Uh, Absolutely love them. Okay, so that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed. Don't forget that you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Ready to Moshcast and give us a like and follow over there. And if you have enjoyed what you're listening to, then just please spread the word. Make it stop, Moog.